welcome to One on One With, a podcast where we sit down with key influencers, preachers, and leaders, and ask those questions you can really only ask one on one. We're so happy you're joining us, and we would actually love to hear from you. So why don't you leave a comment, a review, let us know how we can best support you. We know that you are absolutely going to love this episode's guest, so let's jump into it now. Hello, everyone. Here we go. We've got Pastor Phil joining us right now. We're just connecting into Sydney now. Hello, Pastor Morning. Phil. Sorry about that. I um I just jumped out of the out of the app and then came back on and it got me going. We're really excited to be able to have a conversation with you as well. Well, thanks for having me. I guess just a question for you, and we've had come in is um, talking about the Holy Spirit. Why is the Holy Spirit so important for us as believers in our daily life? Uh, basically, we don't have a New Testament without the Holy Spirit. He is the, he is the New Testament. In in the New Testament, they didn't have a Bible. They had some old they had some Old Testament scriptures, but they were rare. Didn't get many of those. Just you know, a few pages of Isaiah and other bits and pieces that they had. So all they had was the Spirit of God and the apostles. And so the Holy Spirit is essential to church growth. And today we've got millions of books millions of translations of, of scriptures and millions of podcasts, everything going on. Yeah. And we have not got anything near the kind of growth that they had in the, in the book of Acts. Wow. So getting back to a very simplified supernatural lifestyle as Christians, rather than just being a, a kind of a do good moral elevated boy scouts group, uh, the church must get power. And Jesus said, don't, don't leave Jerusalem until you get the power. Yeah. But I think uh, a lot of people have left, a lot of us have left Jerusalem with a message, with doctrines, with theologies, but powerless. And so we should be, we, we, at all levels, we should be raising the dead, healing the sick. And everything Jesus did, he said, do it like I do it, was he brought revival through the gifts of the Spirit. And so I think the church must access the power of the Spirit to be effective. That's awesome. Through, through all your years of preaching, you've, you've been a pastor for, is it over 40 years now? Is that correct? Yeah, nearly 50. Wow. What's, the, what's that journey been like for you? That is, that's an incredible, incredible history right there. Next question. <laughs> to last long in the ministry, there's several things that you need to do. And one is you need, you, you must pray every day mm. and uh, you won't last if you don't pray. Mm. And if you don't have a prayer life, um, what are you doing? You know, in the ministry, just go and get a job and, you know, make money and give it to the kingdom, whatever. But you, you must have your, your, your spiritual life must be equal to your problems and your responsibilities. Yeah, that's great. Your spiritual life is there and your responsibilities are there, they will crush you. Mm. If your spiritual life is there and your problems are there, they're going to get on top of you. So yeah. every day, sufficient to the days, the evil thereof, you, you got to get that manner in the morning. Go out yeah. and pick it up and that'll help you. It'll only last one day. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I, I love that. Is there, through all your years of preaching, is there like a central message that you maybe find yourself always coming back to or something that just is so natural for you to speak about? 
Uh, th there would be several things because of the different contexts I find myself in. One yeah. would be leadership when I'm, in a, when I'm amongst leaders, but I'm not going to preach about that on a, on a Sunday morning. But I'm most often amongst uh, other leaders and pastors, so I would talk about, and I'm, that's probably the, the subject I've written the most about. If I look at I got letters to the next generation, leadership excellence, you the leader, le um, yeah, uh, leadership 101. Yeah, so uh, about maybe six books on leadership out of 22. Wow. Uh, wow. So, yeah, they would, uh, and leadership at different levels, basic leadership and more uh, elevated leadership. And I think the world has changed by leaders. Mm. Uh, so uh, having the wherewithal to make the decisions, having the courage to step into new things, having the wisdom to know how to manage uh, a wide variety of situations. And I think possibly having capacity. Yeah. So leadership right. would be one thing I keep coming back to because, uh, and trying to raise up leaders which seems to have happened in, in our church, like hundreds and hundreds of leaders and great, some great leaders. So right. that is a pursuit. I would say that the biggest thing I would always come back to is Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Preaching Jesus and keeping him center. And right now, uh, and that, you know, that's a, it's a reasonable piece of advice uh, because there are some causes uh, and legitimate causes and justifiable causes and very deep and serious and needful causes. Uh, but they should not usurp the supremacy of Jesus, mm. uh, the, the priority of Jesus yeah. In, yeah. in the church, across our pulpits, uh, in our fellowship with one another. When he's at the center, unity is there. When he's at the center, healing and everything is there. But That's awesome. you make something else central, uh, you miss it. So that Jesus would be the other one. And I guess uh, the church. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a champion of the church. I'm a local church guy. So That's awesome. I will preach everything. To everything I do is a ultimately aimed at building the church. Yeah, that's great. I love that. And this leads into my next question. I guess, how do you keep unity among such a big movement with so many different leaders, so many different churches, so many different contexts? Yeah, we've mostly been successful at that, you know, but I couldn't say we've managed 100%. Uh, but I think uh, it's, it's uh, unity has a lot of different forms. Uh, so we can get along even if we've got different ideas about things. And I would prefer to find the points that I agree with on you, with you, than the points we disagree. So I think that's a pretty uh, basic piece of our culture. Find the points of agreement. Don't focus on the points of disagreement. Yeah. Because all of us, you know, there's a lot of, big guys in our movement and have big ideas and they think differently to some others. And, and when you get different nationalities and different origins and backgrounds, the differences can be quite enormous. Mm. So I've just said, look, let's focus on the things that unite us, not the things that divide us. Um, 
And some people are very itchy for an argument. And, <laughs> and I think all of us have the, con we, a sane mind always considers the other view. When you're listening to yeah. somebody talking, you, probably some people listening to me now say, oh, there's another view to that, you know. And uh, you can think that. Yeah, sure, we all do. I listen to preachers, and go, mm, you know, I think that. But am I going to actually let that be the, the, the deal between him and me? Or am I going to say, hey, that was a great word. I love this. I love that. And yeah. find the points that you can actually unite on. Mm. And I believe that's, that's big. I think the capacity to uh, accommodate diversity yeah. is, is really important if you're going to lead a, any kind of movement. Yeah, that's awesome. If you could now have all the young people of the world in front of you, what would be a, a piece of advice that you would give to them? Yeah, it would be a variety of things, but um, I've found that if you gen have a genuine relationship with the Lord, uh, he'll keep you uh, and he'll look after you. And so uh, I think just staying close to Jesus. So that means consecration. Yeah. That means I, and, I, and you don't consecrate yourself on one day of your life. You do it regularly. Uh, yeah. Sometimes I do it 10 times in a day wow. because there are situations that make me just want to say, Lord, I just don't want to do this anymore. And then I remember the calling. So I, you know, yield again. And some people talk about the vision and the destiny of your life and the purpose of your life. For me, it's obedience. Uh, my, it, when people say, I love your vision, it, it's me. I'm just thinking I don't really have a vision. It's I'm just doing what I'm told. I'm That's trying right. to be obedient to the vision. And, yeah. uh, because some days it's not that exciting. It's quite daunting. And there's, there's I, I think um, another thing I'd say is accept that suffering is part of life wow. and part of following Jesus. Mm. So that I would, I would want, uh, if, if you said today, all the young people in the world would be in front of me, I'd say resilience, the yeah. capacity to endure under pressure and when there's pain. And we're not going to learn resilience by being rewarded for inactivity or for not winning. We need to learn how to fail and still keep going. That's awesome. I love that. And I think, um, you know, for you, you've been in ministry so long, you see that in your life, the obedience, the consistency, the resilience is incredible. Um, just looking over, you know, your years in ministry, are there some memorable miracles that stand out? Obviously, the greatest miracle of all is seeing people accept Jesus, but is there some memorable miracles that maybe stand out to you from your time? Yeah, well, besides, besides the, you know, and I mean, for me, there's a lot of daylight between getting people saved and whatever else has happened. Uh, mm. And as you say, that is the greatest miracle. And, and I thank God for the privilege of being able to see that happen in, in so many, so many nations of the world and so many people, but definitely um, we had a girl who uh, had spinal uh, meningitis from a mosquito wow. bite and uh, it got into her head. Uh, the fluid pressure in her head, I think it was 95 pounds per square inch. 
And I think it's meant to be around about 12 or something like that, 12 to 14. So wow. she was in a coma because of all this fluid buildup in her brain. And during the night, the machinery that was keeping her alive in the hospital broke down. She was nine years old. And uh, so she didn't, for 16 minutes, she had no oxygen to her mind. Or, and so the parents wanted her to be taken off the, I mean, the doctors wanted the parents' permission to take the machinery off so that she would just die. Uh, well, well, she was essentially dead anyway. That shone a torch in her eyes. There was no pupil dilation. They said, wow. she's a vegetable. She, her life, your life, it would be, there'd be more dignity in just letting her pass and, uh, and go. And so they called on me and I took my wife and my assistant pastor and his wife. And we went into the room and prayed and the word of the Lord came to my mouth, uh, and that's, this is the power of prophecy. And I said, the girl will not die, she will live. Wow. And we poured oil over her, prayed for her. And as we walked out, the uh, mother said, keep on praying. Thank you for coming. Keep praying. I said, in my, in my mind, I said, I don't need to pray. In fact, if I pray now for that girl to live, it'll be unbelief because she's alive. Even though we wow. haven't got the physical wow. sign of it. Within about um, maybe 12 hours or so, her eyes opened. She turned around, recognized her mother and said, what's for breakfast? So uh, that was pretty astonishing. My wife had a vision while we were praying of seeing her graduate when she was 16 and walking across the stage at a school. And so Elizabeth, like whatever it was, seven years later, was walking across that stage and my wife went along to her graduation to... See it so that was that was one of the more notable miracles I've seen a lot of people get uh, who can't have children like hundreds and hundreds of couples have had babies that we've prayed for and all around the world and I get photos of these kids all the time which is beautiful it's a it's a really lovely thing and so um, so, some other miracles of broken legs getting healed and people bringing the x-rays showing that and then That's so and then cool. this one and and so uh yeah the, you know the power of god is mm. still available you need you need a lot of courage to speak the word of the lord yeah. uh when i was in uh korea uh a number of years ago i have been on dr cho's church growth board for a number of years maybe 20 years and uh and so I was one of the people who were to speak and pray uh, at one of his big 100,000 people uh, Olympic Stadium gatherings. Wow. Uh, and wow. it takes about 100,000. He can fill that eight times. Uh, his, all his connect group leaders were there. And so it was a six-hour prayer meeting, and it was freezing cold, and we were all sitting on the stage, and it had been raining for like four hours. In, and these wow. people all praying in the rain, freezing cold. They'd given us blankets and we had a cover over the stage. The, there were about 60 people on the stage. The prime minister was there. Uh, I think Benny Hinn was there and uh, a number of other uh, pastors from around the world, Cesar Castellanos from Colombia and, uh, and then all of his elders. And so it's, it's an impressive kind of stage. And uh, yeah. And it, was, it came to be my turn. Been, like I said, we've been there maybe three, four hours. And, yeah. uh, and as I went to stand up to pray, the Lord said, prophesy that the wow. sun will shine. Wow. 
And I said, no, Lord. <laughs> that is ridiculous. You cannot ask me to do that. It's been pouring. The sky is black with clouds. The sun is not going to shine, Jesus. <laughs> so I'm having this argument with God on wow. the way up to the, to the platform. And by the time I got there, I'd reached a compromise in myself. I said, I'll pray the sun will shine, Lord. You know, so I get up there and I pray that someone got, and I put my eyes tightly closed. And when I opened them, <laughs> the clouds had parted, the sun was shining. And they called me the, the prophet of sunshine from Australia. But I knew in my heart that I had only halfway done what I was really meant to do. So I said, Lord, I will I commit my, I consecrate myself to do what you tell me to do. Because, it, I mean, people think prophesying is, oh, you're just saying nice things about people and that. But when you're going to speak that word of the Lord, speaking to a yeah. girl who's dead and yeah. say the, in front of the doctors, the girl will not die, she will live. You've got to have a level of faith and confidence yeah. and courage. Yeah. You know? So when I got back to Sydney, there had been a, a drought in, in New South Wales and the Warragamba Dam was down to 25%. And a man oh. called O'Flannery, I think, from the, had been paid by the government nearly 200000 a year to bring scientific findings and he brought them, and on the front page of the Sydney Morning Herald, on all the pages, was saying, Warragamba Dam is never going to be full again. You need to build a billion-dollar um, desalination plant. And so they did. And I kept seeing this news and news coming across. And then I'm walking up to the pulpit in our church after being all over the news about this. And the Lord said, and I saw a vision of the Warragamba Dam overflowing. And the Lord said, prophesy. I said, oh, God, I can't. He said, remember <laughs> Korea. <laughs> yeah. so, so I went up there and I just said it. And actually, it's overflowed four times since then. And they're building wow. a wall, 50-foot wow. wall, to keep the water in because they're getting so much water. That is incredible. Well, honestly, thank you so much. It's really an honor and a privilege to have you. So we just want to say thank you so much for, for your time and and uh, we're believing for miracles. See you now. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining us for One on One With. We appreciate your time. If you enjoyed today's episode, why don't you hit that subscribe button, leave a comment, leave a review, or even share the link to a friend that you think would enjoy it as well. Thanks again for joining it, and we'll see you on the next episode.